Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. So being an episode about the feet and foot pain, it'd be a shame if we didn't mention Vivo Barefoot because of course they're our favorite barefoot shoe company, but also they just came out with their platform Vivo Health where you can go and get so much incredible barefoot and foot information in general. There's a self-assessment tool. There is a barefoot fundamentals course you can sign up for. And also you can get that barefoot fundamentals course for free if you purchase a pair of Primus Lights or the Tracker FGs, which are one of their outdoor shoes. And of course, if you do get one of those pairs of shoes, make sure you use code TOB15 to get 15% off. I just love that Vivo is doing this. They put together a platform now that's going to help people learn about why barefoot living is important and learn about their feet, where you're at, and how you can continue to progress in your own body. So head there, check out the Vivo Health platform, get yourself a pair of Primus Lights or Tracker FGs and get that Barefoot Fundamentals course for free. There's been a code change. Use code OPTIMAL now at checkout to get that 15% off. The code is OPTIMAL. Now let's head into the PT Pearl. All right, here we go in again on foot pain, specifically talking Morton's Neuroma. And we will explain who Morton is and what the heck a Neuroma <laughs> is. Actually, we don't know who Morton is. <laughs> no, we don't. I was like, oh, you know who Morton is? <laughs> I'm sure it's some schmo they'd named this thing after, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is specifically, you know, we're talking about pain on the bottom of the foot, kind of up toward the toes a little bit more, but mm -hmm. still toward the ball of the foot, kind of between the second and third toe. So a lot of people might experience pain, maybe yeah. it, when you're walking, you know, so we want to explain what this is, how it might develop and kind of what causes it. And then, you know, talk into ways that you can start to prevent it or maybe even I mean, preventing is key here. So even if you haven't experienced this yet, like let's get into those feet so we can prevent it, but also how to reduce those symptoms. And you have a little experience with Morton's neuroma specifically, don't you? I do. This was actually in grad school when I was in New York and I was doing a little bit more running on a treadmill and I was not wearing Vivo barefoot shoes yet. <laughs> and it was cold, so I wasn't outside. I was running on a treadmill all the time. Not that I'm going to say that's horrible for you, but I know that I didn't progress my feet into the way I would have now. And I'll mm -hmm. talk about like what I did specifically then to really kind of heal it at the end of the podcast. But, you know, for what I know now and what we're going to talk about, it would have been so much more impactful at the time. Yeah. So anytime you hear neuroma, you think nerve or abnormal nerve something. That's basically what that means. Something abnormal going on with the nerve. So nerve pain, anytime we feel nerve pain is that thing that can be kind of tingly, sharp, stabby. It can radiate. It can radiate up the heel to the calf, even into the leg. Um, they say that more severe cases can be like you're stepping on a marble or a stone, or if it gets really bad, it's like <laughs> stepping on a Lego, which is like the worst pain, worst <laughs> foot pain ever. So if it's a Lego status, it is bad. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, sometimes that severity of that radiation, that pain, if it's, if it's 
going on for so long, it can even start to kind of cause radiation up into the ankle, maybe up into the lower leg sometimes. But you're really at least looking at that pain right between those second and third toes at the bottom of the foot. And it's just that like, like Dom said, that collection of nerves right there. And they're being compressed and irritated for some reason. There's just yeah. that extra compression right into the nerves in that area. And there's a lot of junk in the foot. So there's a lot of bones, a lot of nerves, muscles, tendons, everything. So lots of things that could be kind of impeding on or compressing into that nerve. And generally, if this is something you're feeling or if you're feeling foot pain, just try squeezing the side of your foot. So if you go, er, 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 and squeeze the foot, does that make it a lot worse? Because when we squeeze it, we're kind of compressing on all the structures in there a little bit more. Or if we dorsiflex the foot, which is bringing the foot and the toes up towards the shin, that is also going to compress the structures of the foot a bit and it might worsen with that. Yeah, I know. That's how for me, when I had it back in grad school, that's how I tested it just to make sure, which was kind of cool. You know, you're in grad school and you're like, oh, I have this diagnosis. <laughs> which a lot of people say about everything they learn about in grad school. Oh, I, I, th I think I have that too. I know. Oh my gosh, I but think really, I have that. <laughs> I just like kind of grabbed right around like the ball of the foot. So you're not going toward the middle of the foot because it's toward the toes. Like I'm going around and I'm really compressing. And when you add that compression on already compressed nerves, you'll feel that like elicit and light up and say, yep, that's the pain I'm getting when I'm walking or when I'm doing something. And so that's super common. And some of the things that, you know, might elicit some of these symptoms or cause potential neuromas, you know, can be the types of shoes that we wear. So especially for women, which it's five times more likely to yeah. happen in women, which I thought was pretty wild. And mostly middle-aged women is what they're showing in the studies. And it's, you know, if we can look at typical footwear, a lot of women's shoes, even if they're not heels, they're still like pretty pointed yeah. and really compressed into that toe area. So imagine where your foot and your toes are coming together. You already have like continued compression there. And that was two of the main things that they talked about was the narrow footwear, specifically in the narrow toe box or towards the toes and an elevated heel because if we're constantly wearing elevated heels all of the structures on the bottom of the foot are kind of going to shorten so then the dorsiflexion will be even tougher yeah like you'll feel that dorsiflexion a lot quicker and it'll compress Explain the foot. dorsiflexion again when the foot comes towards the shin yeah. the foot or the toes comes towards the shin so if you're always in heels your foot's going to get used to pointing more towards the ground mm -hmm. so then it's going to be tougher even more so to bring that foot up towards the shin yeah. And, and obviously there could be other things that contribute to this. So whether you've had some foot trauma, whether it's from sports or an accident, um, there could be just thickening of the ligaments and the muscles in the area, causing some swelling, causing some extra compression right into those nerves, different kind of growth spurts, impact sports. So all of these things can cause certain aromas. And what I thought was super fascinating too, especially looking at the studies was just that your MRI doesn't always indicate your symptoms or isn't always lined up with your symptoms because you might have the MRI that shows that you have Morton's neuroma but have zero symptoms. And the reverse can be true where you have a lot of symptoms and you're having this foot pain, you're convinced it's Morton's neuroma, but the MRI doesn't show up that it is. Which is definitely why Jen and I tend to focus on how you feel and not what a picture says about how you should feel because we're learning that the pictures don't generally accurately 
depict what we're feeling in our bodies. So a lot of it is like, hey, trust what you're feeling. If you're feeling this type of pain, if you squeeze the foot and it gets worse, there are things you can do. And that's going to kind of be what we go through is like, okay, so what? If I'm feeling this, what can I do to help? So one of the first things that they obviously talk about, well, if it's compression of the foot, right, then we want a wider shoe. However, the thing that usually gets talked about with a wide shoe is that it's wider kind of in almost the middle of the foot or a little bit toward those toes, yes, but then we still get that compression of the toes where it still kind of narrows. So I think we need to lean away from the idea of wide shoes and we actually need to go more toward the idea of a wide toe box. Yeah, which if you look at our favorite shoes, the Vivo Barefoots, you can clearly see all of them have this wider toe box and it, it looks different. It looks different than the standard shoe, but it also feels different. <laughs> and that's so what different. we really need is that our toes ability to flatten out and have that space when we're wearing shoes around in our everyday lives. So we always encourage people to try out barefoot type shoes, walk around the house barefoot more often. And of course, if you're looking at getting barefoot shoes, we have a code for Vivo, T-O-B, 15 special for our podcast listeners. So we always encourage people to go try them out, get 15% off. Yeah. And obviously, when you're in this state of pain, you might need something that is supportive. So that that's the hard thing, right? It's You, you don't really want insoles into a Vivo barefoot shoe, sometimes a softer surface. So maybe you are wearing for the temporary time being slippers around the house or something, try to find them that are wider at the toes that don't like you're not sticking your foot into something. You're not narrowing the foot. And as you can tolerate, you're starting to walk more in vivo barefoot shoes. That's the other thing that we always talk about, especially with barefoot type shoes. You're getting used to wearing virtually nothing on the feet. So you have to get used to progressing your foot into that over time, just like loading a barbell over time, right? We're not going to suddenly just squat a bunch of weight. We're going to progress over time. So it's the same thing with your foot, getting used to, okay, I feel okay walking to the mailbox and back a couple times. Now I can walk around a grocery store, you know, like we have to build it up over time. Or going out in your yard and just walking in the grass. Mm -hmm. Like if you have some grass that is softer grass, like you're not gonna go and run over rocks right away, right? (laughs) But over a couple of years, like when we were in Hawaii, I was hiking barefoot. I literally took my shoes off and we were on some rockier trails and I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna go for it because my feet have become so acclimated to feeling any little nuance or any little roughness underneath my feet, which I love because my structures are getting a lot more used to that. Mm -hmm. So we always want to encourage people to progress in that way. And so other than, you know, going barefoot, having a barefoot style shoe, we love to encourage people to find that initial space in the foot. So doing things like using toe spacers. And one of our favorite techniques is just take your socks off at the end of the day, weave those suckers between your toes and just sit there for five 10 minutes and see how it feels. And you'll probably start to notice, ooh, this this feels a little different. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the easiest ways to start getting that toe space and you don't need much time at all. And that's what I think is one of the coolest things about, you know, just using your socks. It doesn't cost extra and it doesn't have to take much time. And it's a really passive way of stretching your toes without you know, okay, go barefoot and go all this stuff. Like if you have Morton's neuroma, you already have pain. So what can we do to help decrease that tension and compression? One of the best ways is getting some space between your toes and it's going to take time. But if you do that consistently, 
every day. And like the moment you kick your shoes off, wrap your toes or interlace those socks between your toes, it's, it's going to start to help and then start to practice spreading your toes, right? Get into the active Mm -hmm. habit of not just passively sitting there with the socks, but then trying to spread the toes, even if they don't spread, (laughs) but you're trying to get that mind body connection to start to activate. Oh yeah. I never thought my pinky toe would move (laughs) just after doing it for a couple of years. Like I I get a little bit of movement that that sucker (laughs) kind of knows what I'm thinking now. Yeah. Um, And of course, anytime we're talking about an an inflammatory disorder, we always just want to talk about what general lifestyle modifications can we make that are gonna put less inflammation into the body like are we doing a lot of impact sports are we doing a lot of jumping is there a way that we can modify and find things that yeah might still reach the intensity level level that we're looking for but are we swimming are we doing things in a pool like that's a great way to offload the joints but still feel like you can do explosive work um, getting on a bike instead of going for a run or a row machine instead if you're looking for that cardio type exercise but you love running oh i can't stop running how can we find something to sub in for a while that's gonna help take that pounding off of the feet a little bit yeah we have to have some active activity modification during the time of having this intense pain in the bottom of your foot right so it is okay for the time being <laughs> to reduce your activity to change it up and to see what else you can do, and as well getting in some anti-inflammatory techniques. So going along those anti-inflammatory techniques, obviously getting things within your diet that help to support your body to reduce some of that inflammation is huge for the nerves. We don't think that the nerves get inflamed, but they do. So especially Mm -hmm. having that inflammation at the bottom of the foot, what are things that we can do? So, I mean, just getting a nutrient-dense diet, adding in water. Whole foods. Whole foods. One of the things that we did come up with and we love is our genius mobility product and that's Mm. just like a little powder supplement that you can add to water on a daily basis and to really it's just filled with so filled filled with so much stuff to really help reduce that inflammation in the body my favorite is using it in smoothies it's like a great Mm -hmm. little smoothie ad and you can pack in some like kale i love frozen cauliflower and things like that and then put a little scoop of that in it it still tastes like a fruity acai bowl so Great little ad there, but alongside with that, just drinking water. I think you mentioned getting good sleep, making sure we're doing those general anti-inflammatory techniques and also some movement-based stuff or using different tools that might help you calm down what's going on in those feet. And so we're going to talk right now through some of our favorite movement-based things that help relax the feet and maybe calm down some of these more neuroma symptoms. Yeah. One of the balls that we talk about the most often, I would say, is the yoga tune-up therapy ball. So that's like kind of their smaller ball that's going to look like the size of lacrosse, but give you a completely different effect. Now, obviously, I do not recommend putting that ball right where you're having that that pain, right? We have compression of the nerve already there. We wouldn't want to add compression already mixed in with that. However, you can put the ball toward the heel or toward the middle of the foot where you're not having pain and help to reduce some of those tissues that run along the same area of the foot to help reduce some of that tension and pressure. You don't need a lot of pressure spending just 10 breaths on each foot, you know, right at the bottom. Again, not where you're having the pain, but around it can help to reduce some of that tension in the area. Yeah. And finding what's comfortable for you, taking a little pressure off, leaning in a little more and then slight rolls back and forth as long as you're not getting too much onto that direct area where the symptoms are or just kind of gauging are is this making things worse or is it 
helping me relax and can I breathe into it? Another great thing is putting that ball right on those toes, Mm -hmm. right? And using it to help work into some of that extension, maybe even some of the active extension. So you can put the ball under the toes, let it kind of press your toes back into extension, squeeze down into it. And again, that's going to start working your foot into that dorsiflexion a little more, but maybe a little more comfortably. Yeah. And then we also, we love the Intelli roll if you're going to use a foam roller because of the way that it's shaped for the body. Like it's truly shaped for the body. It just cradles your body. It like really a baby. does. Like a baby. So it's so easy to not, because again, for foam rolling, you don't want to just roll back and forth really quickly. Same with the ball. You want to actually slowly, intentionally kind of roll your calves through that foam roller, find the tension areas and you can kind of rock back and forth again. If you're on YouTube, we'll show you like the divots in in the Intelli roll that help to support so that you can kind of rock and feel every part of your your calf area and kind of get into that release of tension because releasing that calf and relaxing that calf area is going to help to relax the bottom of the foot area and take tension and compression off. And then once we start to get maybe some of this relaxation, then going into things that, you know, might not be what you do right when you're feeling your worst symptoms, like sitting in a big toe stretch and just sitting on your heels with your toes curled under and getting some real good extension that'll stretch all the way through the toes and through the bottom of the foot. Also, just then working into some foot exercises where you work on flattening and arching of the foot. You're working on that, what's called pronation and supination of the foot. And Jen shows a lot of exercises like that on her Instagram. Yeah, I mean, any foot video you pre- you basically find on Instagram, you'll find all these videos. Anytime people ask me, you know, what's happening in my foot? What I'm feeling, have you done what I post on Instagram? <laughs> have you tried even just one of those swipe throughs? Like try them and make it consistent. You find something that feels hard or difficult, continue it on. Like it, it just, it takes work. It takes that consistency and and then we can start, you know, we still need to stretch the calves, stretch the ankle into dorsiflexion, start to become okay with putting your foot into that extreme range. Obviously, again, if you're having intense symptoms, that's going to take time. So only go to what your body can tolerate. You do not need to push into pain. <laughs> um, you push into where you feel the tension in the area you're intending to stretch, which is your calf. Or, or your ankle, but you don't want to push into pain where you're feeling it in the bottom of your foot. Yeah, and, and once we continue to get used to this, just working on heel raises, mm-hmm. maybe just starting standing on the ground and raising up under your heels, and then you can start putting something under your toes. Again, start working those toes and that foot towards the shin a little more, being more comfortable with that, but then controlling in a little bit more of a strength type exercise where you're standing with your toes on a book that might just be an inch tall. And then starting to do raises there and you can progress to where you have your toes on a step and you allow your heels to go down as far as you can and then go as high as you can onto your toes. Yeah. So it's really about continuing to listen to your body, but continuing to give it some feedback. We can't Mm -hmm. just completely do activity modification and say, okay, I'm just going to stop running and everything's going to get better. And then I'm going to go back to the same thing that caused it in the first place or resulted in that pain in the first place. And I know that's what I did. Like I did 
you know, obviously then stopped the intensity of running, but I also then started stretching my calves a whole lot more, Mm. started stretching my ankles a whole lot more. And I started um, actually getting into my toe work as well. However, at the time I still wasn't using Vivo barefoot shoes. And especially you're walking, I was in New York from January to March. So it was cold. (laughs) So I was in boots, you know, I'm walking around in closed toed shoes a lot of the time. And New York is just like so out and about all the time that I was I was in shoes a lot. So I could have done a better job at releasing that pressure from my toes, walking around in more barefoot shoes, which luckily Vivo Barefoot now has like those snow boot type. There's some sick winter boots. Yes. Yeah. I think it was like the forest um, two or something. I just got those. Yeah. Or there's so all weather ones. There's like all weather boots that are great too. Yeah. So many good things that Vivo continues to just move forward and put out on the market to provide access for people to not have to have that compression in the feet. Yeah. So Morton's Neuroma, how do we calm it down? How do we maybe adjust what we're doing that could have contributed to that pain in the first time? Then do some exercises to work on your space, work on strengthening that foot and that whole chain up the leg, and you can return back to what you were doing in the first place. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode. I hope you enjoyed this and continue to learn about those feet and use them. And you can come use them in the Move to Improve Challenge that starts tomorrow, literally tomorrow. And today is the last day to get that final discount, $5 off. It's going to change tomorrow. So come join us. It's going to be so fun. 30 days of mobility and strength and education. That is what I provide on a whole other level, really talking you through and moving with you in these videos. So come join us. I'll drop the link below.